Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what do we got? Okay, we have we have audio. I just have to make sure my audio shit is just like being all fucked up lately. I have I still have no idea what's wrong with it. I have no idea what happened to it. Um, but yeah, there's that. Um, I will also tell you that the phone lines are on tonight. Um, I don't have a Skype guest scheduled, so we do have open phones if you want to call in. Um, three four seven three zero eight eight three two nine is the telephone number. That obnoxious British lady that um issues all the voice prompts will not tell you to press one anymore to enter the host queue, but you still need to do that. Don't know what happened to that shit either. But we're here, and we have a show. So, yeah, there's there's that, right? I mean, you know. I I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I'm a tech tard. Um, and, and when I say that, I mean that I'm an idiot and don't know how to operate all of this shit. And so long as it broadcasts the show, we're good. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Um, I want to read you something. Um, that I had planned on reading you a while ago, and I fucking forgot. Not that that's a surprise either. AMSA um, had an article posted onto the AMSA website the 11th of September of last year. Okay? This was the last year. And I want to see... Um, what everybody thinks of this now because at the time some people bitched about it so you know funny how a year changes people's opinions the article on AMSA says the e-liquid industry has come a long way over the last five years AMSA members have implemented and executed many many standards that help ensure the quality of the process used by our members in the manufacturing of e-liquid the basic e-liquid ingredient, propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, and nicotine, have been studied in depth and are the subject of extensive research, which are available to the pub- in public literature. In addition to the PGVG and nicotine, e-liquids contain formulated flavoring components, which provide many flavors that are enjoyed by adult consumers. These flavor components are formulated combinations of many ingredients. While many of these flavor ingredients have been determined to be safe for use in food, research is actively being done on the risks posed when these substances are inhaled. As part of our commitment to our members, AMSA has been investigating flavor ingredients known to be of concern for inhalation. Specifically, two substances which are present in some e-liquid flavors have been singled out as being of particular concern. As an aside right here from from me, um, I don't think that these are going to be the end-all of end-all of things we need to look at. 
Anyway. Specifically, two substances which are present in some e-liquid flavors have been singled out as of being particular of particular concern when inhaled: diacetyl and acetylpropanol, or AP, because Jeannie can't speak with the shit, are common replacement, which is a common replacement for diacetyl. Although no specific health risks have been established from the use of these substances at the levels typically present in some e-liquids. AMSA has been working with its members to ensure that their products are tested and has encouraged encouraged our manufacturing members to eliminate diacetyl and AP from their products. The e-liquid flavor supply chain is complex. Most U.S. e-liquid manufacturers buy flavor components from the same industry standard 10 companies. Of course, we know who the Big Ten are. But there are various companies within the supply chain moving flavor products, wholesalers and wholesale distributors, between <coughs> sorry, between the source manufacturer and the end flavor supplier. Some of these companies may be compounders who combine flavors after source manufacturer to create new or combined compounded flavors. When an end flavor supplier claims that its products are diacetyl and or AP free, they may be relying on claims from the source manufacturer and may not be aware of possible mid-supply change compounding. They also may not be performing independent testing of their own. With these concerns in mind, AIMSA has encouraged and provided guidance to its members to have their e-liquid products tested using third-party accredited labs using appropriate and scientifically verified analytical detection limits and procedures. The testing process itself is complex. The testing protocols demand appropriate methodologies with low detection limits to establish consistent accuracy. Flavors are formulated and have a varying number of ingredients which can cause detection and quantification complications for targeting molecules depending on the detection method used. AIMSA has worked with its subject matter experts to ensure that appropriate methodologies with low limits of detection are used consistently. From this testing, we have learned that some flavors are more likely to contain diacetyl and or AP than others, often only at trace levels. Many flavors test negative, what that means is no identifiable presence, for these molecules. For those flavors showing detectable presence of these molecules, results can vary from one batch of the same flavor and the same brand to another. Additionally, different brands of any given flavor can also yield different testing results. These variations can vary both in presence and or in detectable quantity. But because of all these flavors are formulated products, AIMSA is confident that the presence of any substance of concern can be eliminated. The evidence is clear that the industry needs to focus on the presence of potentially harmful substances in the flavor components used in e-liquids. We encourage all e-liquid manufacturers to have their flavors independently tested to learn more about appropriate testing methodologies, detection limits, potentially as low as 1 UG per ml or lower. It is critical for the e-cigarette liquid industry to work together to establish effective testing protocols and to ensure ingredients which may pose health risks or safety concerns when inhaled are not present in the flavors. We encourage consumers to ask their vendors to learn, share, 
more about their products. We also encourage e-liquid manufacturers, vendors, consumers to urge the flavoring suppliers to perform appropriate batch level testing and make publicly available the results of such testing on all of their flavors. Ultimately, if the existing flavor supply chain first established for the food industry is unable or unwilling to adequately address these concerns, the e-liquid industry should consider encouraging an industry-specific supply chain that is better able to verify the flavorings used in e-liquid. Now, when that came out, everybody thought the guys at AIMSA were being dickheads. There was a lot of talk of that. At this point, I hope everybody that has ever bitched about that publication has shut the hell up. Where are we now? A year from then. Where, where are we now? We are now at the point where a whole DA and AP nightmare has been unleashed. Stuff got stirred up in, in this freaking drama war bullshit started. There was a major, major outcry um, that, in, in my personal opinion, far exceeded the risks involved. Um, but, you know, is what it is. And, and now, for the most part, anybody that has any amount of DIY research or flavoring research under their belt is telling the same thing. We need this testing, we need this testing, we need this testing. Um, do I believe that this testing is a good thing? Oh, hell yeah, I believe it's a good thing. I am a firm believer in full disclosure. Um, I am in several different advocacy-related groups, some of them private, um, some of them public. Somebody posted a a photo of a juice label and this juice label listed off oh I don't know I think maybe it was like 10 or 11 or 12 ingredients people were having a shit fit about how many things were listed on these on this list of ingredients and and I need I guess I need to clear that one up too because it kind of really bothered me the responses where these people were getting just slammed for this ingredient list. A lot of the components that they were listing out in their ingredient list were individual things that have been com combined in, in a flavor. Okay? It wasn't necessarily that this vendor took 12 separate things and dumped them in the bottle. Because they didn't. But... You know, every time that Niagara has been on here, uh, my buddy Sean Casey, that's the president of Flavor Art North America, um, every time he's been on here, he has talked about compounding and, and how Flavor Art goes down and starts combining individual compounds to get their end flavor. So to me, when, when a vendor is listing off 12 things that could possibly be in this bottle of e-liquid, that doesn't necessarily throw up a red flag to me. 
Not at all. What that does tell me is yay for this vendor. I I really, honestly, I have to commend this vendor for being sure that they were giving full disclosure to people. Because the biggest thing that, the biggest issue that we have in this industry right now is people saying things that are misleading or just outright lying about their products. And that's bad. So I would rather have too much information than not enough information. Okay? Um, Beating up a vendor because they gave you a list of 12 things is kind of dumb, kids. Really. I mean, the people could have said this has peachy nicotine and flavors. But that's not what they did. I mean, we, we have learned, we have learned that not all flavoring should be used in the manner that we are using it. Don't, don't fuck with the people that are giving us all the information we could need. Really. Just, I, come on. I, uh, I also have to say that, by the way, um, Kimmer at One Stop, um, you people know, you, you, you people listen to me talk about how amazing she is all the time. Well, how about this one? I get a box yesterday in the mail, and it's a bunch of hardware. Um, Kimmer is going to start limiting the amount of vape gear that she actually carries on the site. And you want to know what this awesome woman did? She packed this shit up in a box, and she mailed it to me so that the next time I need to convert some people, I have stuff to convert them with. So... Thank you, Kimmer. I got a package in the mail from you, and I much appreciate it. VaporCon is a week away. Um, Margo, plug your ears. I don't want to listen to you cry. Um, Margo's not going to VaporCon this year. She's siding her house instead. <laughs> I know how that goes. So, um, VaporCon is a week away. I am getting very, very excited. Um, Niagara is not going to be able to make VaporCon this year, but I have to um, tell you that uh, Bob Lewis and Oliver and Happy Jack and uh, Rich are still going, um, thankfully, and this bunch of guys are going to be kind enough to pick me up along their route and give me a ride down and give me a ride back. Um, I will... Probably suck at taking pictures and posting pictures. Um, I do know for a fact that, by God damn it, I'm going to get a picture of me and Flitzy this year. Because I don't have a single picture of me and Flitzanu. And if if you've never met Flitzy, i got to tell you folks. You, you should meet Flitzanu from Vape TV in person at least one time in your life. Because he is such an 
absolute joy. I love that kid. He is a very good kid. Um, I see people on hold in the phone boards, and if you actually wanted to talk to me, press 1, so I know you do. Um, otherwise, I'm going to leave you hanging out there on hold. Um, Margo says somebody better get her a shirt. Um, oh, and Dino is in chat. Um, by the way, if you guys are not my friends on Facebook, you missed seeing the, the wonderful gift that Mr. Dino sent me in the mail. Dino said, hey, kid, I need your address. And I'm thinking, ooh, yay, great. Um, maybe he's got, maybe he's, you know, going to send me a present. Or he's going to, you know, send me stuff for the Island of Lost Mods because winter's coming or, or something like that. So I open up, I get this package in the mail, and I open this package up. And Dino, being the smartass that he is, um, had seen me post on Facebook that I make my laundry soap. So Dino, being the wonderfully awesome guy that he is, thought that I could not live without an old-fashioned washboard. Yes, folks. Dino sent me a washboard. A brand spanking new awesome freaking washboard. And it's epic. I love it. It's freaking awesome. I'm not saying I'm going to use it, but it's freaking awesome. So thank you, Dino. I absolutely love it. My husband, my husband laughed his ass off. He said, does he know like you're not actually ever going to use that thing? I said, well, you know, I mean, hell, there, you know, if, if there's a complete and total infrastructure failure in the United States, which I don't know as it would ever get to that, but it could, um, but, you know, I mean, if, if something like that was to really happen, I, I would be really glad I had this thing because then I could use it. No, and really, guys, it is. It's, it's a brand new usable washboard. I had never seen one in person before. Ever. Anywhere. So, needless to say, um, Dino, thank you very much, Dino. Um, it actually is sitting up with um, my grandmother's spinning wheel. And my grandmother's uh, treadle singer sewing machine. Um, both of which I probably won't ever use anyway. So, there's that. But if I had to, I could. Now, and, and this treadle sewing machine, I do have to tell you, this treadle sewing machine, um, I did use when I was growing up. Um, my grandmother taught me to sew on this thing. And if you if you think that, that learning how to use a, a sewing machine... Um, is is damn difficult enough. Try learning how to use a sewing machine that you have to pump a foot pedal to make go because that's a whole nother kind of craziness involving coordination. It really is. It's kind of fucked up. So thank you, Dino. So yeah, so I got vape mail from Kimmer. I got non-vape mail from Dino. And I got last week, and I, I talked about this last week, but she wasn't here. Um... I got new mini Nautilus glass tubes from Bedazzled. Kathy had posted some, I don't, and I don't even know what it was, a monkey or something. She had posted some that were really cute. And I'm like, oh, you should get bees. And um, she did. So she got bees and she sent me two new mini Nautilus tubes with bumblebees on them that are really rather adorable. Um, I'm, I have one right now. But anyway, yeah, I took in that marzipan honey mix that I make. Um, I have 
I have my little bumblebee tank on my honey marzipan make tank. So it's it's really kind of awesome. Um, Dino, you better sit your fucking ass right there. Don't be leaving, dude. All right. So, um, Par and Lisa are going to be at VaporCon. Um, the guys from Flavor Art are going to be there, minus Niagara, which is really cool. Um, and I have a bunch of other really awesome friends. BSP, the wonderful BSP, is already in the United States. He's at Raw Vapor Mics. So, yay, more BSP. And, you know, here's the thing. VaporCon is not a huge meet in in the grand scheme of things anymore, okay? Because we have these huge convention-style meets now that, that that are like a giant fucking flea market. And, and I'm, not, I'm not insulting the vape conventions, okay, guys? I'm not. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, not try, I'm not insulting them. But they're not my thing. Every time I've went to a big meet like that, the, the convention style things, I end up walking around for fucking ever and miss half the people that I went there to see. And that drives me crazy. And I think maybe, you know, the reason I don't like them is because I, I don't Meets aren't about how much free shit I can get. Um, meets are meats to me. And the reason that I like VaporCon so much and the reason I like Vape Bash so much is they're still like that. They're first and foremost, they're a meat. They're not a convention. And I have to tell you, I saw enough girls in body paint at uh, Niagara Falls to last me a fucking lifetime. And, you know, not, not that I'm against, you know, pretty girls walking around dressed however the hell they want. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that half-naked women does not uh, make me decide to choose a vendor or not choose a vendor. Um, and Margo says, what the fuck ever happened to the crap from the New Jersey meet? I have absolutely no idea, Margo. That just kind of like, poof. Yeah, there was like five minutes of drama over that and then it went away. Because that guy was an ass. Um... The other thing I wanted to talk about too, I just had, I had a conversation with somebody on Facebook, um, and they had gotten their first, um, order of nicotine in and made their own juice up and, um, wanted to know if three meg should really give a really harsh throat hit. And, and here's the thing. If, if you're mixing and you get something that um, affects you in a way that nothing else ever has. Three, three meg. Oh, shut up, Joe. You, you should be used to this. You should be used to this. I cannot believe anybody still gives me shit about calling milligrams meg. 
This is like old fucking news. So he mixed it up at three and, and, and it was really harsh. And, you know, and I asked him where he got the nicotine and he told me where he got the nicotine. And it did happen to be a place that um, had a nicotine snafu a couple of months ago. And, and so I, I recommended first that he get nicotine from, you know, one of three other companies that I gave him the names of. And not use that stuff that he just got until he either got a titration kit and could test it to make sure that the hundred that he got was really just a hundred. And, you know, it's just not something that you should take chances with. If you, if you try something out like that and... It seems really off to you. Don't vape it. You know, I'm not saying that it's dangerous, but I am saying use a little bit of caution and check it out first. Um, and if you're mixing at three milli- three milligrams milligrams. Um, I, I really don't know as I would recommend you buy a hundred to start with. Know what I mean? The, the cost difference per bottle in buying something lower is literally pennies. It's pennies, kids. Pennies. Puh. And knees. And I did also recommend um, that he get the nicotine in a PG base. Um, generally, if nicotine is, is properly mixed in and diluted into VG, um, it'll never separate. The problem is, was it mixed together correctly the first time? That's the problem. The problem is not, did you mix it correctly or did you shake your bottle up enough? The problem is, was it diluted properly at the vendor? And that is something that no amount of shaking on your end is going to fix. Okay. I use PG based nicotine. I have always used PG based nicotine. Um, keep in mind. I mix all of my e-liquid at 50-50. So that's me. For all you folks that like high VG blends. If if you're mixing down as far as 3 meg. Haha. 3 meg. If you're going to 3 meg. PG or VG based Nick at 100 really is not going to make that damn much difference to you guys. And and I'm with you on Duro. Um I don't I don't think I would ever get down to 3 Duro. Um I did I did mess up uh that one week and um didn't have any e-liquid to put in my tank before I came up here and did my show, so I grabbed 
a bottle of butterscotch that I had uh, sitting in the cupboard at zero um, and filled my tank up with the zero and I vaped it all the way through my show and I vaped it till four o'clock in the morning reading and I got up Friday morning and until that tank emptied I kept that zero in it and what really shocked me was I never had this huge craving of oh my god there's no nick in this I need to go get it I need to fill this up I need to never happened so I was really rather shocked at um, how painless it was for me to be from 12 to zero that was rather shocking to me. I did I did go back to 12 um, that afternoon when I refilled that tank. But yeah, I, I, was, I was really rather pleasantly surprised. So I, I wonder if mine is more um, the hand-to-mouth thing than it is actual nicotine addiction. But, you know, whatever. Um, I am back on 12. So <laughs> there's that. I didn't stay at zero. Um, I didn't figure I wanted to push my luck. I like being married. And me without nicotine might end up getting my dumbass divorce. And, you know, I, I, I'm married to a really nice guy that's pretty damn hot. I'd like to keep him for another, you know, three, four, five decades. Just saying. I'm not going to push my damn luck. Uh, and you, yeah, no, Duro, um, you know, you would have thought that, yeah, that 12 would be so good when I picked it back up. I really didn't notice. And that's the thing I think that, that surprises me is I really didn't notice. I thought that was kind of weird. But no, yeah, I I didn't notice. Now, I will tell you that um, Saturday, the Friday before and the Saturday of my daughter's wedding, um, I was subohming 12. I subohmed 12 for two and a half days. And you know what? I knew that shit was in there. <laughs> I knew that shit was in there. And I was happy. Um, I don't know. I yeah, no, uh you know, Joe McManus asked if I'm stressed. I you know, Joe, I I don't know if I if I was stressed, but I will tell you that subohming the twelve did keep me from from harming anyone. So there's that. So I don't know if I was stressed. I, I do know that it, it did keep me from being stressed. It kept anyone from being physically harmed. So there's there's that bit of goodness. Hi, 503. Who's this? Hey, Jeannie. This is Lee. Hi, Lee. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Hey, I tried to message you on... Facebook, I was asking you questions, and it probably would have been better if I would have just waited for the show to ask you. What's up? Um, I got those flavors that we talked about, the uh -huh. condensed milk. Yep. And I'm having problems with percentages. You know, each company has a different 
flavor flavor profile. Kind of like coffee, right? If you use too much coffee, you're just going to blow it out the water. So everything I seem to make between uh, recently is just tastes like medicine. Like, like you know, I got vitamins. You know, everybody mm-hmm. hates to have it in your mouth. The mm-hmm. uh, multivitamins. That's what I'm kind of getting for taste lately, and I I don't understand. I've been trying flavor arts. Um, I've been trying Capella's. I've been getting a lot of that lately. Now, the only thing I can think of that's different is is I did freeze my nicotine because I took your suggestion, mm-hmm. um, and I took some out, and I let it to room temperature, and then I shook it really well, and then I put some in a bottle, and I put the rest in the freezer. Um, I'm using a 50-50, 100 milligram Nick. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm kind of like at the 18 milligram strength uh, because I chew. I, I work mm-hmm. at a place where I can't vape. Um, so I chew at work, but I vape when I leave work. And I just can't seem to get it off of the medicine taste. And if I go down too low, I get no taste. Okay, here, here's the thing with Any flavor. Suggestions? Okay, yeah, here's the thing with flavor. Um, number one, flavor art is low. And, and and when I say low, I use about one-tenth the flavor art that I would use of any other brand in percentage-wise. Okay. Um, okay. Flavor art, I'm usually at one, two, maybe three percent. Which... Oh, I, I killed it at 10 then. Yeah. <laughs> the only flavor art flavoring I use above 3% is the Soho. I like the Soho at 10%. Um, and that's the only one of their flavors that I've done that with. Now, I've got several friends that have been playing around with the sweetened condensed milk. And everybody is saying, go low, 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 low on that. I even have one friend that takes the sweetened condensed milk and dilutes it in half when she gets it. And so that she can okay. use the, 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 you know, 1% and have it not be too much. Okay. So. Dilutes it in half with what? PG. Okay. Yeah. She cuts, she cuts that one in half with PG and then uses one or I, 2%. Um, and here's the other I thing. I tell about, you my ultimate goal, and this is what I've been trying to shoot for this whole time is I, there's a company here locally that sells a juice and I, and of course, you know, juice vendors, have, you know I make an app, so the juice vendors are all irritated with me in my area because of it. But Why? I want to get that. I don't know. It's just a bunch of drama. I hate drama. But I want that strawberry taste. But I want it. You know when you eat buttered popcorn, you know that kind of buttery taste? I, I, I want that butter with it. And I'm just doing whatever I can to try to do it. Maybe I put too much. Uh, flavor arts in there is what I did. Yeah, flavor arts. Flavor art has to go low, and here and this is something else too. Um, and I've been talking about it a lot with people lately. Flavor art um, to me is not an immediate shake and vape. Um, it's just not. Now, if I want, if I need to mix up a recipe of mine that I'm been making with flavor art flavoring, and I need it right now. I tend to go like 70% PG in it to do so because I find that if I'm going any more than like 30% VG in a mix, it's going to take a couple of days. I don't know why. I, I think maybe it's because it's such a low percentage of flavoring that I'm using in there. 
So I either have to up the PG in the mix to, to have it right now, or um, I have to increase my percentages a little bit. But the problem with that is, you know, you, st- you start increasing your percentages, and then three days from now, you're like, oh, wow, this is way too much flavoring. Right. So my, my so I've been doing a, a 60-40 is what I've been doing, um, the 60-BG, 40-PG, uh, and then letting it sit for a day. I guess maybe it, I'm just using too much flavor. So I guess when I get home after filling up all these vehicles, I'll try to make me a batch and set it up on the shelf of 50-50 instead of that and try again. Yeah, and just see what happens, you know. And the other thing, too, is if you think you've gone too light on the flavor, um, really let it set for two days and try it out again, you know. Um, Too little is always better than too much. So probably 10% of what I'm doing is probably way too much. Yeah. Probably. If it's flavor art flavorings, yeah. I I there are very few that that need to be over two percent. You know, I just made up you know, just because you know the mathematical equations on how to do all this stuff, I mean it doesn't make you an artist and it's like I wish there was a place that actually explained, you know, each of these different flavor profiles, but everybody's taste I know is subjective. Yep. But for each company kinda of gave an idea of what kind of a percentage you really want to do? Because right now what I have to do is go to Google and I search like 20 different locations and kind of pick in between. Yeah, um, and, you know, it's so hard to really do that because even amongst, you know, a flavor line, there is stuff that, that TPA puts out that I love at 12.5%. And then there's a couple of TPA flavors that, holy shit, I get them in the mail and I dilute them in half and then I still am only using 1%. So even in the own, in one flavoring company, you can have such a wide spectrum. Um, but I people, a lot of people talk about how expensive flavor art is. And, you know, to me, it's really not. It's it's not that much more expensive than anything else that's out there on the market. But the flip side of that is you have to use so much less of it that it ends up pretty much being cheaper. Well, I'm not I got to be really honest with you. I'm not worried about the price as much because uh-huh. I spend way more on cigarettes if I was to smoke, right? I mean, a can of chew cost me like almost five bucks. I pay like what thirty bucks for a roll a week, um, you know. And I'm working twelve hours a day, and I'm home vaping the rest of the time, right? So I'm just trying to get a good mixture. And no, I can never vape at work. I mean, otherwise I'll have a big boom. But when I'm at home, I really don't want to chew. I, I really just want a good vape. Yep. That's really all I want. And the money is, to, when you start adding up, I mean, it's like five bucks for a pack of cigarettes. It's what, five bucks for a 15 mil. And a 15 mil will last you a heck of a lot longer than a pack of cigarettes. And a pack of cigarettes here is uh, in the $10 range. You can get yourself 10 or uh, 30 mils of something. No, I just wanted to ask, you know, I know I messaged you a few times and you were kind of driving around and I, I was, wasn't really sure and I'm kind of direct to the point, so I'm sorry if I kind of threw you off. But No, you didn't throw me um, off at all. 
I mean, it, you, I have listened to, you have listened to this I, show before. It goes all over the fucking place. <laughs> you know, there's no throwing me Boy. off. Okay. Well, I, I love your show. The Mixler app doesn't allow me to uh, to listen on the iPhone. It keeps cutting me out, and I only hear half of your conversation. So I, I'm going to start dialing in and listen. So if you see the 503, it's probably me. Okay. Um, I just... I just want to, you know, get that one vape that actually makes me happy. And I know other people have found it, and I know what I want. I want that buttery taste. Because if I can figure out that, then I can start doing it with pears and watermelon and, and all the different flavors that I like. Right? Add, add in more, but it's that add in buttery more, tone. Yeah, add in, um, <laughs> put a little bit of Flavor West butterscotch in a mix, really. Just a little. Yeah, I tried that. Didn't work I you? tried that, and... I, I I just it just didn't work. In fact, I've gotten as far as from you and another another person said get bakery cake. So I actually have a 120 mil of bakery cake. Thinking, oh, that was great. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, J.K. says so to use got, J.K. says to use uh, to try buttercream. Um, that might work. I've never been a fan of that flavoring, but you know that that. that probably might work um somebody was asking me about um to come up with they were really looking for a nice creamy note to their vapes the other day and i said well you know if you take catlin cream from flavor art and you take vienna cream from flavor art and you know some vanilla and you mix them together um because that's a base that that I use in some cream type vapes that people have asked for. Um, keep in mind, I have never been a a you know strawberries and cream or peaches and cream type vape. Um, meringue from Flavor Art, I really like the marshmallow from Flavor Art. I really like, um, but any of the creams, I ordered that. Yeah, any of the creams I, I have most to use of the really stuff you low said on your last show. Yeah, no, I did. I ordered the Soho and everything. Oh, yeah. I took, and here's my newest concoction. Um, I took Flavor Art Marshmallow and some Flavor Art Cookie and some uh, Vanilla Tahiti and some AP. And I mixed that all up together. And it's pretty fucking yummy. I started out with a 30 mil bottle, and three days after I made it, I went, Ooh, you know, I think I'm going to need some more of this. And we are now on to a 120 mil bottle of this stuff. I don't know what it yeah. is. I, you know, I you really know, like it. The one thing I've noticed as well is while I'm mixing the flavors, is depending on what mod I use, because uh, I just bought a Limo 2, and of course I screwed up. It was a 1.5 pre install, and I had to recoil it. Um, but between the flavor really can change between a, like I say a 1.2 and a 1.5 or a 1.8 boy that flavor just totally changes yes sir have you noticed that um, yeah well and I use wattage regulated wattage devices so I notice some change but not massive amounts of change um, what I have is certain flavors, um, some flavors pick up more 
at different levels than others. You know, if you have a strawberry and a banana and, and a, a kiwi in there, of course, I think kiwi, to me, kiwi tastes like a mix of strawberries and bananas, but hey. Um, but, you know, if you have all three of those flavors in there, in one thing, one of those flavors will be predominant. In something else, one of, you know, something else will be completely predominant. Um, right. I make, I have that... Um, berry iced tea that I make and Tower of Vape sent me a message one time and he says you know Jeannie he says I tried it here and he said and you know he says the strawberry was right up front and he says and then I I put it in here and he said and the tea was stronger and and then you know and I put it in my dripper and I could really taste raspberry and I said well that just you know that that's the nature of the beast um the gear that you're using will change the same e-liquid. I mean, it, it really is funny like that, but it's just how it works. Well, I'm using a 40-watt uh, eye stick as well as a VaporShark DNA 40. Um, I, I quit using the mechanicals a while back because they're just, I don't know, just I just didn't like the hotness, how it got so hot in my fingers while I'm trying to vape. It just got annoying. Um, so I, I use those. Um, I'm not using, I'm using Canthal, you know, and then I'm using that or supposedly organic cotton that they have, but I just notice a different taste when I go with different wattages. Anyway, Jeannie, I do have to get back to work. I will try that tonight and and then I'll, I'll maybe keep you updated next week. I, I, I just, this is the only thing that one flavor is the only thing I want. And because of all that drama, I refuse to buy from that vendor. It's my choice. Um, but it's that flavor I want. It only tastes like that when I drip with her flavor, but in a tank, it doesn't taste like that. And I want a tank version. So I'm not trying to clone her recipe. I'm trying to take care of my cravings. You're trying to make something you like your way. So there's that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, right. and you said, clue me in that you'll let me know next week. You're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I won't be here next week. Okay. Next week, at this time, I will be in Richmond, Virginia, with my buddy Parr and my buddy Lisa um, at VaporCon. Okay. So I won't be here next All week. Right. All right. All right. But, yeah, well, let me know. I, I, I hate to message you on Facebook Why? all the time. but Why? It's like I'm right in that middle of that. And then, of course, my messages are so short, I should explain more of what I'm trying to say. But I just... This is just annoying because I know what I want, and I'm going to get it. One of these days, I'm going to get it. It's gonna, it might take me a month, but I'll get it. Yeah, don't don't ever worry about messaging me on Facebook. I get messages all day long. It's not a big deal. Um, tonight, I was having dinner with my, my son and my daughter and my granddaughter, and I had to take a break out of dinner to go ban somebody from the DIY group because he was being an asshole. <laughs> so, you know... Um, but, yeah, no, don't ever worry about messaging me on Facebook, um, really. Uh, the reason I have all these social media accounts is so that people can get a hold of me and ask me questions, um, hope it, and hopefully I can help them answer them. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Right. 
All right, Jeannie. Well, hey, you have a wonderful night and keep up the good work on the show. Thank you very much, young man. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Can you? Yep. And yes, Lee, I did. I stuck you back on hold. <laughs> he was listening on hold to begin with, so I figured that's where he wanted me to put him. Um, yeah, and, and here is the thing, and I feel really bad because um, the DIY group lost a, a brand new member. A new member. Because somebody just had to be an asshole. Um, and anybody that, that listens to this show, y- you people know me. Um, and for people in that DIY group that have never listened to my show, um, they really don't know me. Because when I am in the DIY group, I try to be really calm and really respectful and not cuss at people. Okay? And and I figure if I can do this, anybody can do this. And this guy was just not the new not the new member. The new member was being really nice and he was very understanding. He he put a post up and, and asked for a clone and I deleted it and and I was just going to leave it at that. No big deal, you know, unless you make a habit of continuously asking for clone recipes. Um, you know, if it's a random post, we just delete it and go on, you know, just delete it and keep keep right on going, folks. Nothing to see here. Um, but uh, somebody that had responded on there was just being an asshole. So, dude, piss off. Go be an asshole someplace else. Um, and, you know, the guy made some comments about, you know, all the admins of that group being stupid. Now, here, here is, and here is this, folks, and I just don't understand why people get this. Maybe somebody else can explain this to me, okay? Why is it that people think the entirety of the internet is supposed to be this rule-free zone. What the fuck is up with that? I mean, seriously. If if you join a closed group and this closed group has rules that you don't like, just fucking leave. Seriously. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I... Yeah, okay, whatever. In, instead of posting about how fucking stupid you think it is and that the admins are assholes and whatever. I mean, really. Go join Juice Junkies for fuck's sake. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I felt really bad because the guy that, that made a simple mistake that we were just okay with, you know, just delete it and go on. He had to be an internet tough guy. And all that all that it accomplished, all that that shit accomplished, was taking a new member of the group. And this new member of this group said, screw this drama, and left. That, that really bothers me. It really bothers me. It bothered me to the point that as I'm setting, having dinner with 
my son and my daughter and my granddaughter, I had to go weed through the member list and the, you know, near 6,000 members to just ban the asshole. So, yeah, dude, on top of the fact that you're an asshole, you took time away from my grandma, from my granddaughter just because you were an asshole. So, shut up. Yeah, I guess it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. It really, it does not make sense to me that you join a closed group, you don't like the rules, so instead of just leaving the closed group with the rules that you don't like because, you know, hey, that's your option. <laughs> I, I have to tell you guys the the thing the thing that that really floors me is um, some of the names that I get called over those rules. Um, really, because you can't ask for a clone recipe or post a clone recipe. That equates to me being a Nazi. And I'm not kidding, guys. I swear to you, I have been called a Nazi in, in the DIY group over, over clone recipes. Could you get more asinine than that? It's just dumb. It's just dumb. A simple thing because we respect the people that are in that group as vendors that are as themselves answering questions to help new mixers onto this journey safely and happily. Um, and the fact that we want to respect them, that that equates to me being Hitler. Yeah, okay. Because one fucking rule equates to putting hundreds of thousands of people to death. All right. Um, you failed history? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. All right. Um, Hitler's not funny. Um, me being called Hitler for enforcing a, a, a rule on clones. That's kind of funny. Um, there, there's just shit you just have to laugh about. Whatever. So yeah, um, if you see some guy on the on the World Wide Web bitching about you know what an asshole I am, well now you know why. <laughs> I know. Um, the oh J.K. says that the DIY clone recipe group doesn't even allow people to ask for clones. Really? Now that's kind of funny, J.K. I did not know that, and I would have thought that a group that's DIY clone recipes would be for DIY clone recipes. Okay, there's something new I did not know. So yeah, yeah, there asshole. If you didn't like if you didn't like our group because we don't allow clone recipes, well guess what? You can't even go to the DIY clone group and ask for clones. So guess what? <laughs> oh thanks JK. I needed that. That makes me feel much better, sir. I appreciate it. Um, I did see that, uh, Jonathan, um, the sponsor of Smoker Guy, the sponsor of Smoker Guy, um, is telling anybody that's got a show that would like you to come on and talk about the sponsor, you know, the, 
the sponsor a smoker thing. He'd be glad to have them. And guy, you know what, Jonathan? I really think that this this thing you've got with sponsor a smoker is freaking fantastic. But I got to tell you, guy, um, I don't know you. I would really like to meet you in person. I really would. I would like to meet you in person so that we can sit down and talk and I can find out more about this thing. Um, but, you know, I, I have this aversion to the whole vape famous thing and the whole hashtag vape stars um, scares me off, dude. It really does. It, it just scares me off because I think I think vape famous is a term that needs to die. That whole term needs to die. And Vape Stars is really close to Vape Famous. And it's probably, you know, my stupid ass self. And it probably doesn't even equate to anything like that. But that's the way it got stuck in my damn brain. So, um, if you haven't heard of Sponsor a Smoker, you need, you need to look this shit up. Because I think it's a phenomenal movement. Um... And I really would like for people to understand that the reason many of the people that do podcasts like this and that do vape shows and, and that are involved in advocacy and, you know, the reason that all of these people work so hard and do the things that they do is so that vaping exists to help more smokers quit. And the most disturbing thing to me about where vaping is now is the fact that we have moved so far away from what we started out to be. What we started out to be was a support group for brand new vapors that were just starting um, their journey with vaping and to help these people out and be be around to answer the questions when they needed the questions answered. And... It's not that anymore. That really bothers me. It bothers me a lot. It really bugs me when somebody will ask a typical new vapor question and people give them shit over asking the question, you know, I'm fucking stupid. Come on. Just because you're comfortable in your journey where you're at doesn't mean you take cheap shots at people that are just starting or taking shots at people that are dual users. That that bothers me way more than the whole cloud chaser, non-cloud chaser drama bullshit. The way we treat smokers... And the way we treat new vapors, that's the thing that really bugs me. Oh, that fucking shit ain't gonna work. You need this. No, 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 no. Okay, they didn't tell you their e-cig wasn't working for them. They said they were having a hard time finding a flavor they liked. So, how does not being able to find a flavor that they like turn into, oh, that fucking ego's a piece of shit, dude. Man, you need this. You need 100 watts. You need a sub-tank. Wait a minute. We need, we really need to check ourselves. 
we need to be aware of the fact that there are millions of smokers still out there. We need to be aware that when these people go to make this switch, that we are giving them the information that they're asking for. Not belittling them, not making them feel like an idiot, not condemning their purchase. Answer the question they asked. Don't be a dick. And Margo says in chat that she wishes her first e-cig had been an ego. Me too, Margo. I wish my first e-cig had been an ego. Unfortunately, they didn't exist. <coughs> there, there wasn't such a thing. Um, everybody has to go through this journey. And there's going to be questions that people are going to ask. And at the point in time when we become too arrogant or too full of ourselves... To answer those questions? I'm done, kids. I'm done. I'm just done. Buddy of mine, Mowgli. Mowgli um, set this girl up. And she posted the other day that she, um, with this MVP... I don't even know what MVP it was. But anyway, with this MVP... And this tank, and Mowgli being the kind soul that he is, put one of my drip tips on it for her. And um, I was so glad he tagged me in the post. And, and, I, and I don't care that she was using my drip tip or anybody else's drip tip. I don't, I don't care about that. But I was so glad that he tagged me in this post. Because, you know, she posted about how glad she was that she had been two days cigarette free. I am still as excited about somebody being two-day cigarette-free as I was when I was two-day cigarette-free almost six years ago. January the 8th will be six years that I have been a vapor. And it still shocks me constantly when I think of how long it's been that I've been a non-smoker. It it never ceases to amaze me that I am a non-smoker. And I was so excited for this brand new vapor that they had managed to make it two days cigarette free. That's amazing. They should be congratulated for that. They should be excited. And, you know, I was really waiting for some asshole to say something along the lines of huh what you know let me know when you make it a year let me know when you make it a year and a half i was waiting for that i really was waiting for a comment that crappy to come out because we do that not me but i mean people do that and they think that that's okay and it's right now come on be a human being. Don't 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 be an asshole. So to the to the wonderful person that has been two days cigarette free, go you. That is amazing. It's phenomenal. 
whether it's two days, two weeks, two months, two years, whatever. It's amazing. If if you and amongst you know along your journey decide that hey oh my god you know I really need a cigarette, light this sons of bitching thing. Really, go ahead, have your cigarette. You know, the people that will beat you up for the one cigarette you had versus patting you on the back for the nine you didn't. Don't, just don't listen to them. Yeah, really, just, just don't listen. I, um, I got to hang out one year at VaporCon. We were sitting there, and True Love was there. And if you're an old-time vapor, if you're an OT vapor, um, you'll know who True Love is. And and if you don't if you don't know who True Love is, I I have to tell you I'm sorry because True Love is really just a wonderful amazing guy, and and True Love was trying to figure out how to do giveaways and what to do with all this stuff for giveaways and and we cooked up this idea to um, give kits away to smokers that turned in a pack of cigarettes, and and at that time it really wasn't a thing. Because, you know, now there's a lot of places in conventions and meets that you go to and all these vendors will. and um, Oh, and Rochester Vapor. Um, buddy of mine named Bad Answer, um, Mark Sullivan, who owns Rochester Vapor in Ontario, New York. Yeah, it's Rochester Vapor and it's not in Rochester. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> TFW Vapor, I don't think, is actually in Dallas either. But... Um, so Mark has this thing that if somebody brings him in a pack of cigarettes, Mark will give them a starter kit as long as they give him the pack of cigarettes. So go Mark. Yay you. Fucking amazing. I think it rocks. So, but we we did this thing where, you know, if any smokers brought up a pack of cigarettes, he would give them prizes and stuff from any of the the vendors that were at the meet that were kind enough to, to give him shit to do this with. And, and that's just... I think that's fantastic that stuff like that happens. Um, And it still does. It still does happen. But at the point in time when we think that we are entitled to throw stones at smokers. um, Really? Come on, guys. Just check your stupid ass. Because have you forgotten? The amount of time that you were a smoker? Telling somebody they're an idiot is really not the way to get them to listen to you. I've raised four children. Let me tell you. Telling them they're an idiot is not the way to get these kids to listen to you. So, um, and yeah, I keep talking about VaporCon and that is because, um, I, it is, it's a week away and I'm really excited and I'm going to get to sit around and converse with a bunch of people who are very near and dear to me. Um, 
I really enjoy this meat. And Mudflap is messaging me on Facebook, kids. <laughs> As he's sitting in my show. Yes. Um, uh, Richmond, Virginia, next week. Oh, and... Um, oh, Oliver's here. Hi, Oliver. Oliver is one of the people that's letting me mooch a ride to VaporCon and back with him. So, hi, Oliver. I see you. I'll see you before the rest of the fools do. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you are anywhere near Richmond, Virginia next week, um, stop into VaporCon. Uh, it's it's free entry to get into VaporCon. Uh, there's a lot of really, really phenomenal vendors that are going to be there. There are some of the most amazing people on the planet going to be there. Um, and... You know these people continue to be my friend um, after all of these years, and they've 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 known me in person, um, and they still choose to be my friend. I don't know what's wrong with their heads, but um, I'm I'm still grateful. <laughs> I will I will see you all then. Um, I will not be here next Thursday. And yes, I've said that several times throughout the show, but I need to repeat it one more time. I will not be here next Thursday. So don't show up and be mad that I'm not here. Well, you can show up and be mad that I'm not here. Just don't say I didn't warn you. Because I warned you. Um, sorry, I was vaping. I was vaping. Did I cover everything I wanted to talk about tonight? Let me look. I really thought there was something else. No? I covered everything on my list. What's up with that? Well, kids, I'll tell you what. I really don't have anything else to talk about tonight. So, versus me sitting here and just rambling on and on and on, maybe I'll play some after-hours tune for you. Um, oh, and the other thing I did want to tell you. If you're not going to VaporCon, and you haven't seen Ed the Green's posts, or checked out Smoke-Free Mods, Ed the Green is going to have a bunch of his new DNA 200 devices at VaporCon. So, just saying, I might have my hands on one of them. Alright guys, I am going to go ahead and play some After Hours Tunes and answer Oliver's questions. Thank you everybody. <laughs>